everyone, Cassie with a happy finger here. I am so excited to bring you episode number eight, and this title is The Thought Ladder. I do want to let everyone know and throw this small disclaimer out there that if you're having negative thoughts that are overwhelmingly negative that lead more towards anxiety and depression, where you're experiencing a lot of um, beat you down kind of thoughts where you're feeling very depressed or suicidal even, please don't keep these thoughts to yourself. The thought letter is really good for moving you from a negative thought to a more positive thought and the work can still help you but this kind of work needs to be done alongside a counselor or a therapist. Life coaches work in tandem with them all the time and we appreciate and respect them very much. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you as a human if you need to see a counselor or a therapist. I myself, many times in my life, have seen them for various reasons, and it's important to get yourself the help that you deserve and need. So please don't ever put it off if you feel like your thoughts are overwhelmingly negative and you cannot believe a positive thought, as well as if you're feeling depressed or anxiety-filled. Please don't ever, ever, ever neglect to reach out to someone who might be able to help you. All right, guys, let's hop into the thought ladder. If you've listened to this before, then you know that our thoughts create our feelings, that create our actions, that create our results in life. In order for this chain to work, you first have to pay attention and be aware of your own thinking. This is something I've taught on before, but I want to elaborate how to change and teach ourselves what to think. Oftentimes, mastering the mind is a long-term, lifelong practice, and I highly advise you to take the time to do so because it's worth it. If you get your results based on your actions, which come from your feelings, which first stem from your thoughts. When you start with your thoughts and you teach yourself what to think, how to think, and when to think that, then you will have better control over the results you get in life. There is very few things in life we actually have real control over. Circumstances and things that happen to us are not things we have any control over. In fact, there's very little you have control over except your own thinking. So it is not a choice of what you think, but rather what you choose to do after the thought. So what you choose to make it mean, how long you choose to linger on it, whether you choose to make that your reality or choose to think something different is completely within your control. At that point, it's in your ballpark. So if you're having negative thoughts, unbeneficial thoughts, unproductive thoughts, or thoughts that are just simply neutral but not positive, that's not your fault. No big deal. That's normal. It's human. Now, what you choose to do right after that thought and what you choose to do with that thought is the biggest decisions you have that create your reality and your results. Any practice that deals with moving forward and growing as a person must start with your mind first. Your mind is the one who decides whether when you're running a mile, you decide to quit or keep going even though it's hard if you've never ridden a mile before. Your mind is the one that decides whether or not you can handle the pressures of life that's thrown at you daily. Your mind is the one who decides 
whether or not you're going to stay in a relationship with someone that is good for you, even though you're having negative thoughts about it, or someone who's bad for you, and you know you should leave. Your mind is the one who decides whether you let people walk over you and don't set boundaries, or whether you decide to respect yourself and set those. Your mind is the one that decides whether you go after your dreams, even if others don't believe in them, or if you decide to stay right where you are. Your mind is the first to decide. Your mind can believe things before they exist and make them exist by believing them. Before people invented the airplane, no one thought you could fly. But the mind thought, what if I could fly? and made it a possibility. This is how we teach ourselves what to think. We teach ourselves to believe something before it's true. You can't jump from one thought dramatically to another. So you can't jump from a positive thought to a negative thought or a negative thought to a positive thought automatically and your mind believe it. It must be something believable to your mind. It's a technique called laddering. And that's what I'm gonna teach you today. How to ladder your thoughts slowly up until it's something believable to you. So you can believe something even before you see it, hear it, or know it to be true. Many people would liken this to what is called faith. If you're spiritual or religious, or if you have a strong connection to your higher power, that which is greater to you, God for myself, then you would call this faith. But how do we enact faith? Is it just something we just believe without regard? Or is it something teachable? Can you teach faith in yourself and in your results even before you see them? Yes, it is something absolutely teachable. And faith is actually provable in science, which is beautiful to know. You can teach your brain what to think and your results will follow. So therefore, laddering your thoughts up to a thought that is beneficial to you is one of the most life-changing, monumental skills I think everyone should learn. As a life coach, this is something that I deal with on the daily, on teaching people how to take a thought, identify the thought, be aware of the thought, and choose what they're going to do with that thought, and maybe change it. And to change the thought, you can't just jump from one to another. You have to slowly create it to where the mind can believe it to be true. Until it is. When you're running, let's say you're running a marathon, which is 26.2 miles, I believe. If you've never run that far, you would at first say, oh, I can't do that. There's no possible way I can do that. So the first thing you have to believe, you can't just believe that I'm going to run a marathon when I've never done it before. You can if you genuinely believe that. But if you genuinely look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm out of shape and can't run a marathon, but your goal is to run a marathon, the first thing you must do is change the thought. This is how we do this. We first say, I want to run a marathon. That is simultaneously true with the thought, I cannot run a marathon. You may not be able to run one just yet, but I want to and I can't can be true at the same time. 
So therefore, you start saying that to yourself. Every time the negative thought of, I can't run, I can't run a marathon, there's no way I can do that, pops into your mind, you then say, I want to. By saying, I want to, you're overriding what your brain is choosing to think. You're deciding what you think, not letting your brain rule and run unattended. So first of all, you need to be aware of what you're thinking. Even though I'm using running a marathon as an example, and there's millions of other things we could do with our brains, depending on what field of work you're in, what field of life you're in, what stage of life you're in, might depend on what you choose to want to think. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom who wants to be the best daggone parent you can be, or the the high-profile career person who's seeking to do big, big things in their career, and they haven't seen it yet, or whether you're just a teenage kid who is coming into adulthood and wants to really work on their mind to create a life that they dream of, or whether you're a traveler who wants to travel the whole world but hasn't even went past the state you live in. These are things that we need to teach ourselves in order to run a marathon in our lives. So in order to start, you must tell yourself what you want and change the thought from I can't do that yet or I haven't been able to do that into the past to I want to do this and that's the first step. Step number two in this process, you can do this in your mind or if you're a visual type person and need to write things down, my suggestion to you is take out a lined piece of paper and make a ladder, literally a physical ladder. You want this ladder to have several rungs, so you would skip a couple lines and make a rung, skip a couple lines and make a rung. At the very bottom of the ladder, you'll put the thought you believe now. So if we keep going with, we can go with a different example. Let's say we want to believe that we are lovable, that we as a a person are lovable. If your thought is negatively right now, I am not lovable or worthy of love, you would write that at the bottom of your ladder. That's the thought you believe now. Now, the thought you want to believe, the thought that you don't yet believe but want to, you write at the very top, your goal thought. So, I am completely lovable. So, you would take the thought that you want to think and you kind of elaborate it even more, stretch it even further, and put it up at the very top of your ladder. This is your goal thought. I am completely lovable. And... This, you want to write it in a way that as if you're saying it, as if you believe it, like in first person. So don't say, I want to be completely lovable. Say, I am completely lovable. I am very thin. I am capable of anything. I am going to earn a million dollars. I am going to get the job of my dreams. I am and wonderful parent. I am brighter than I believe now. You want to make it a first person thought and a thought that stretches you past your original hope and want for your thought. Stretches your belief just a little. 
The next step after you've created your ladder, whether you do that in your mind or writing it down, my suggestion to you is to do this exercise on paper just for practice first. As you get better at learning to ladder thoughts that aren't helping you, you'll do it in your mind without even using any help. But this is a very good tool, especially for someone who's very visual. So the next step, and this is a very important step, you can't skip this one. Once you've stated your original thought that's not helping you, and the thought you don't yet believe but want to, the next thing you have to do is instead of judging your original thought or, and, and coming from a place of un, unloving judgment, you want to come from a place of curiosity. Why do I think that? I'm curious why I think that. And you don't have to like jump to some philosophical deep answer from your childhood <laughs> unless you really want to do that and that helps you out. But for a lot of people, it doesn't help them to dive into the past, which is most of the time why they seek out a life coach instead of a therapist. The therapists dive into your past to seek out answers for you, whereas life coaches seek to take old beliefs and thoughts to move you forward by adapting them, changing them, and accepting them. Okay, so now that we've got that little cleared up, this is the important step that I'm talking about. You want to question the thought that you are now thinking. So you say, I am curious why I'm thinking that. Huh, I wonder why that is. I wonder why I believe that I am not lovable. And you can do it with an open-ended sentence to help your brain really take this questioning in. You would open in the sentence like, I am open to believing that I could be lovable. It's possible that I am lovable. Maybe, just maybe, I could be lovable. These kinds of thoughts can open in the question for your brain and make it easier for you to move up this ladder. You open up the possibility to a new thought. And you'd write that open-ended question of your thought on the very next rung above it. So the next step is honestly to brainstorm more neutral thoughts. Thoughts that maybe aren't super inspirational, but are more believable to your mind than the goal thought. When you make your original goal thought at the top, you're probably not going to feel any emotional connection to that because you would say to yourself something like, well, that sounds like a nice idea, but I don't believe that. Or I would love to believe that, but I don't. It's just an idea, a concept that you want your brain to believe, but you don't yet believe it. So until you do, you have to ladder up to that thought. In order to do that, you have to brainstorm neutral thoughts. Thoughts that maybe aren't either negative nor positive, but instead thoughts that are more like... um. I did the open-ended example, but the next one you could do is you could distance yourself and depersonalize the thought a little so that it's easier to, to digest, so to speak. So what I mean by that is something like if you were using the example of, let's say you 
um, are six months postpartum and you don't like your body right now, you might say, instead of the thought being at the bottom, I hate my body, and the goal thought at the top being, I love my body, you might say as an open, neutral thought that I have a body that helps me. I have a body that works well. I have a body that produced a baby. I have, it's like a fact. You're stating an open-ended fact that's very neutral. It's neither positive nor negative, but, and it can be positive. Like for instance, if you're happy that you had a baby, then the thought I, I have a body that had a baby is a very positive thought. And it's a much better thought than I hate my body. You can feel the difference between those thoughts. You want to create some very neutral thoughts, like depersonalizing it in this way of, my mom probably thinks I have a beautiful body. My friends think I have a pretty body. And I, they love my body because they love me. Something like that. You could also say, like your partner, your partner loves your body because your body is their their temple just as much as yours so so you want to make it an open-ended question or like questioning the idea of your negative belief what if i could love my body maybe it's possible to love my body and so on and so forth or doing it by distancing yourself and putting yourself in someone else's shoes like a friend or a family member because it's much easier to love someone else if you think about it this way like let's say you're hating on your body your mother would never say the mean things in your brain that you say to yourself i mean come on your mother would never say oh you have an ugly body i hate your body no your mom would say you have a, a beautiful body that you should love and when you get into the shoulds and should nots it can be a little judgmental and we don't want to go there but you do want to go to the point of you have a beautiful body and that may be hard to believe right now you go you can't jump to i have a beautiful body and i love my body if you have the original thought as i hate my body so you need to ladder it up by creating thoughts that are believable to you enough believable to you to accept and be more positive than the thought you originally thought or at least neutral and you can slowly work these thoughts up so let me give this an example of how the letter works all the way up so the original thought is i hate my body the goal thought is i love my body the first neutral thought is i have a body the next neutral thought is i have a healthy body The next neutral thought is, I'm happy I have a healthy body. Because that is a positive thought. I am happy I have a healthy body. And that may be true and easy for your brain to believe. That's not, I love my body yet, but it's pretty darn close. I am happy I have a healthy body. The next one might be, I love that my body is healthy. See what I'm doing there? You're getting closer and closer to I love my body. And it doesn't have to be in the same wordage. It can be something different, but it just has to ladder up. So I love that I have a healthy body. And then if you need more evidence for your brain to believe, continue on that. I love that my body is blank. And you create more thoughts 
that help convince your brain and have laddered up this ladder until you get to a place where you can believe that thought. And this is a, this is a few months to a, a long time practice, but you want to ladder your thoughts. So let's say you have a thought that's holding you back. What I mean by thoughts that are holding you back, I would say, let me think of a very good example. I'll do one that's from my own life. The thought may be, I am not thriving. Okay? The thought is, I'm not thriving. This could be in my life. This could be in in my relationship. This could be in in my career. Whatever you want to put it in. But the thought is, I'm not thriving. Now, this may be a true thought at the moment. But the point of thought laddering is choosing to believe something that maybe is not in existence yet, but you want it to come to pass. Or also another another reason to thought ladder is that the thought that you're believing now is not helping you. So it may not be a true thought, but it's true to you. So you have to prove to your brain that it's not true. And that's hard to do when you yourself believe that thought. But thought laddering helps you get there. So the thought is, I'm not thriving. The goal thought is, I am more than thriving. Now, that's a big jump. That's not just the opposite of I'm not thriving. That's I'm more than thriving. And... It depends on your measurement of thriving, how you want to go about your neutral thoughts on the way to I'm more than thriving. But you could start with an open-ended question to yourself. It's possible I could thrive. I'm capable of thriving, if that's believable to you. Now, in some cases, I'm capable of thriving might be not believable yet. I want to thrive is a good one to do there. When stating what you want is always a good one to start with. You can always start with what you want and then... Now, if you state with what you want right off the bat, so for instance, I'm not thriving... Uh, to I'm absolutely thriving that's not going to work because that may be what you want to believe but you don't believe it yet but you you could state it with an I want to thrive and this is something believable it's at the same time true as your other thought I'm not thriving might be a true thought but I want to thrive is also true at the same time so you go I'm not thriving it's, I'm capable of thriving. It's possible for me to thrive. I have resources to thrive. Thriving is within my reach is a good one. Thriving is within my reach could be the next ladder thought. I know that I others around me are thriving and when you do that be careful not to let your brain drift into the comparison game but it's nice to put yourself in someone else's shoes 
for a moment to be able to see that it is possible. You want to open up the door of possibility for your brain because if you don't open up the door of possibility, nothing can change. And then you would say, thriving is something everyone is capable of. Because if you do it that way, you're depersonalizing it, like I said before, distancing it from yourself and making it kind of putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Everyone is capable of thriving. This is a more positive thought to believe than I am not thriving. Um, And when you do that, you put yourself in that ballpark without saying it as a personalized thing. You're not saying I'm thriving. You're saying everyone is capable of thriving. You can say thriving is an option, not an opportunity. So this opens up the idea of maybe what thriving is, and it's a more positive thought than you're not thriving. And you say, I'm working on thriving is a good one. You can say things that you're working on. I'm working on thriving. I will be thriving eventually. In the future, I'll be thriving. Things like that will help bridge that gap between the thought until you can get to a place where you believe I am thriving. Now, this is the really important part of thought laddering if you're using it for manifestation into your life. So if the thought I'm not thriving is in fact true right now, you are not thriving in your life, then... You want to believe that I am more than thriving, but you don't see that yet in your reality. That's not something you can physically see. So you feel like, well, what's the point in believing something that I don't even see? This is why thought laddering is so powerful. Once you believe something that you don't yet see, that you don't yet fully know to be true, you're capable of bringing it about because you will start acting like a person who believes that new thought. I am more than thriving. You will all of a sudden attract things that will help you thrive. You will attract an attitude of thriving even before you are. You will attract the willingness and the want and the desire to do what's necessary to make sure you thrive. These are natural scientific facts of your brain. Your brain, by the thoughts that you think, filters information through that. So anything that does not support your thought, it will filter out and it won't think about anything else. It is proven that the brain focuses on what you tell it to focus on. So in order to get the best results out of your life, sometimes you have to believe something that is not yet true, but you want it enough to be. And by laddering your thoughts up to that point where you can believe them, you can then start believing this new thought even before you see it, and you will start seeing evidence of it in your life until it is true, and you can say, I am more than thriving. And I know this practice works because I've used it so many times in my own life that I am telling you it will change everything, including your actual life and your actual brain, if you learn to ladder your thoughts. This is a practice that takes time and laddering your thoughts, each thought, thought, 
on the ladder rungs takes time to believe in and of itself. So be patient with yourself and be kind with yourself. Don't judge yourself through this process and make sure you use thoughts that are beneficial to you, not judgmental. But if you can perfect the process of thought laddering, you can believe anything that you want and anything that can come into being into your life. So it's important to learn this technique. And if you need more help on this, I myself would love to coach you. Go to my website at happythinkerlifecoach.com. It is up and fully functional to be able to book appointments. So if you would like to be coached by me and you want to know about my packages, you can always contact me. Up at the top, there is a message or contact me button. Or you can just go ahead and set up an appointment and I'll contact you and we'll set up our very first appointment, which is completely free to you. So... Thank you so much for listening to The Happy Thinker today, and I hope the thought letter has helped you more than abundantly. Don't forget that I am doing a sweepstakes right now. The way you enter my sweepstakes is you go to happythinkerlifecoach.com, type it into the search bar for the best results on how to find it, and at the bottom, I have created a sweepstakes button. You enter your information in there real quick and you are entered. Please only enter once into this because we will not look at multiples or duplicates. So only enter once, but you, your friends, or family could enter this to win. This sweepstakes is a wonderful life coach program completely free to you by me. So please enter in there to win it so that we can have a coach client relationship. And maybe you can take these techniques to the further level to achieve the things in your life that yet haven't come to be. I would love to help you manifest them, achieve them and work hard to get to your goals. Okay, guys, I will talk to you real soon. Bye now.